Hello. Welcome back to the first annual podcast with Dirt Track Racing with Peyton Burkhart. Hello, my name is Peyton Burkhart, and I want to share with you guys a little bit how I got started in racing. Back when I was a little kid, I was new, I was very into racing, and I wanted to do it one day. It was something me and my dad did together since I have far back I can remember. Over my dad's lunch break, we'd go get our camper and trailer from our shop in South Hutchinson, Kansas. We would take it to the race shop back in Hutchinson, Kansas, and we'd make sure that we had the right tires on the car, the right gear for that track we were going to race at. After that, we'd start the car up and we'd load it and get ready to go racing that night. We knew, typically, we knew what track we were going to, but we would always go to Hutchinson Raceway Park. It was about five minutes away from our shop, and once we got there, we jumped out, got our pit passes, and we went to our usual spot, left of the telephone pole and the trash can. After work, my grandma would come, make a variety of foods. It was different every week. Best food I ever had. Then it was time to go hot lap. Before my dad went out, I told him, good luck. And after he was done, we'd have to, me and my grandpa, we would ride the golf cart to go watch him. When he was done, we'd have to beat him back to the trailer so we could start fixing the car. He would get out, and I'd go ask him every time, how was it? He would always say, it's perfect. It's not perfect, but it's all right. We did that for over six years. Now, in 2010, we were just going like every year. The same routine. It was like a, it was, and it was a race to the fairgrounds. And that's my family's favorite track to race. We were all excited and we, we went all about our day like we usually would. I can remember this day just like it happened yesterday. It was a future race and it started and we didn't, did not think we were going to do well. But we turned out we were right. There were about 10 laps to go. My dad was exiting off turn four. There was a pull on the side of the track that held the gate. That held the gate. He got hit, slid up the track, hit the pole, and destroyed the car. It was bent bad, and that was hard to get over. The car was bent in, like, three spots in the right rear. Now, there was a different chapter in, our, in my life. And and after that, we stopped going to the racetrack for like three years into t- until 2014. We went back. Now, the second chapter of my life, it's one that, you know, we never, never really got to experience a lot. Um, it's 81 Speedway. Now, 81 Speedway was a track of all hell. 81 Speedway knew us. And we knew 81 Speedway. We were very familiar with the owner of the track. Actually, I think he wanted to kick us out. Now, that's not why I'm here to talk to you guys today in this podcast. Today in this podcast, I've explained my life from 2004 to 2010. And from 2010 to 2014. But I want to explain to you guys a little bit about racing and a little bit about what it really is. Racing is not a cheap sport, let me tell you. I'm going to have a guest on the next podcast, Parker's Rug, and he will testify that racing is not a cheap sport. Racing is an expensive sport. Now, to all racers, keep going. There are not enough racers in the world to have a sustainable, workable racetrack with enough money for it to pay out its drivers.
Keep going. Do not stop when you need to. Now, a lot of it, racing in the summers, it takes a lot of time. A lot of people don't have time to go race. Now, let's put it this way. Husbands race, wives watch. Wives don't like it. Most of the wives don't like it. It's dangerous, and we get that. Racers get that it's dangerous, but, you know, it's like when, like, racers' wives go out, they go out, like, dress shopping or jewelry shopping, like that. We go out race shopping, okay? We go out look for spark plugs, okay? We go out look for body panels. That's what we go out and look for, okay? And that's usually what we come home with. Now, it's a little more expensive than what the wives spend, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to tell you in these uh, episodes in the podcast of Dirt Track Life with Peyton Burkhart that it is okay and that you can get by it, but you just got to convince the wife. Now, racing is a very dangerous sport. Uh, there is a proc- There's a lot of deaths in racing, and I mean, they're not good deaths, and... It's always when someone dies, it's bad. I mean, and I'm looking it up right now. How many deaths are caused in dirt track racing? Um, okay, there's been... 21 deaths in the U.S. in dirt track racing. That's a lot of deaths. And it didn't tell me how many years. But that's a lot of deaths. And, and that, that scares some people. But you know what? You just got to live through it and push through it because you know that every death is, is makes a car safer. Every death they take a look at the car and they look at it and make sure it's safe. Well, let me tell you guys right now. That most of the late model modifieds and stock cars are pretty safe. Sprint cars are not safe. Do not race sprint cars. They are not safe. Well, people say, well, they're safe. They're fine. No, you know what? No, because I'm sure about 20, 19 of them out of the 21 are from a sprint car. Okay? And that's just, that's just real life. And that's just how real life is. But 19 are out of a sprint car. That just shows how unsafe them sprint cars are and how dangerous they can be. It's, it's, it's crazy. Now, we're, we're going along here in, in a podcast. I'm going to explain a little bit of what this podcast is and a little bit of why I'm doing a podcast. For one, it's my English class. And for two... The podcast is a way for me to inform fellow racers about the racing communities. I live in Hutchinson, Kansas, a dropping economic place. And the people that live here, I don't see very many of them come out to the track. And when, I mean, there's a lot of people that come out there. Do not get me wrong on that. But there's not as many as the racetracks need to afford to do a full payout. That includes people, 
that includes car counts, and that even includes workers for the racetrack, okay? It is not okay for you to let a racetrack fall and get shut down. Steve Ray Hall, owner of 81 Speedway, just almost had to close his doors when J.R. Sartain bought him out. He bought it out. Almost had to close his doors, you guys. That's the only racetrack left in Hutchinson, Kansas, or near Hutchinson, Kansas, that is NCRA and USR, US, USAR, ASURA, or whatever it is. USAR, something like that. That would have been shut down. A race would have been done forever. I surely wouldn't race. My dad wouldn't race anymore. No one would race. You'd have to go to Salina to the USMTS. And IMCA stuff. That changes. You have to buy a whole new car for that. You can't just change your car to IMCA. You can't just. You've got to buy a whole new car. $25,000. You've got to spend on a whole new car. Because they changed the rules. And you can't afford to keep a dirt track open. Your town can't afford to keep a dirt track open. I get very upset when I start talking about this. Because it just pisses me off. That people cannot afford to keep this track going. When they're. Town. There's a town for a reason. There's a town for a reason. And that's to keep the dirt track racing community alive. And that is what I am here to talk to you guys about and convince you guys about. Now, dirt track racing may not be fun and it may not be enjoyable to you, but donate a little money so them racetracks can stay open. Now, that is why it pisses me off so much. That these tracks are not open. They are not open because we can't afford to keep them open. The car counts for the late models at a race this year was eight. Sprite cars at the Hutchinson Grand Nationals was seven. Tell me that. Please tell me that's a big car count because it's not. We have so small car counts. NCRA had to shut its doors. JR brought in a brand new rules. Rules package. And that brought out, I think it was like 18 late models, 27 sprint cars. I don't know why people, why in the hell people would want to put their lives in danger for a dang sprint car. Why? Tell me why. It may be the most asinine thing I've ever seen or heard. Support your dirt tracks. That is the message I'm going to leave with you at the end of this podcast. Support your dirt tracks and support your dirt track drivers and cars. Sponsor them. But I'm going to leave you with a quote from Peyton Burkhart. Support your dirt track so they can support your town. Thank you guys for watching the first annual episode of the Peyton Burkhart Dirt Track Racing Life Podcast. Welcome. You need to stay tuned for the next podcast tomorrow afternoon and evening. Thank you guys for listening and have a great rest of your day.